going on, beautiful people? And welcome back to another episode of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. I am Serge Vicente, the Underground King, and this is episode 184. Man, boxing is back. Boxing is back, man, and boxing is back in a big way, yo. Valentine's Day weekend, when all the lovers are getting together, everyone's cuddling up on the couch, you know, having a little one-on-one time with your lady. A lot of us will be having our phone in the other hand, trying to watch all the action. It's actually going to be on the zone as well, so you can bring your phone out and love it all. We have a good time with this all. Man, I hope you guys are having a great, great, great week. Um, We have a lot to get to, man. But before we go ahead and jump into today's episode, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. They cook and deliver healthy meals and deliver it directly to your home or office, all right? Um, not only do they cook and deliver directly to your home or office, they actually also offer fitness mentoring and nutrition consultation. So they will actually have a fitness mentor help you out, write out your workouts for you and help you each and every week with your progressions. They do the exact same thing with nutrition. So if you're not in Chicago, look, man, you have that option. But if you are, man, they cook and deliver healthy meals right to your office, man. Also, do not forget to go ahead and holla at the five podcasts everywhere. Podcasts are available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You could even check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Do not forget to follow me, your boy, The Underground King, at Serge Vicente, man. All right, yo, let's go ahead and get on into this episode. On today's menu, we have Brandon Camille, the guru, joining me once again, man. We're doing a boxing episode a little early because the boxing matches are actually a little early. They're this Friday, so it's going to be right on Valentine's Day. It is headlined by Ryan Garcia. Is Ryan Garcia all hype? Or is he actually an elite fighter? Uh, We will go ahead and discuss that. Also, Caleb Plant fights this weekend. One of my all-time favorites. Is he going to destroy his opponent? Is this going to be a rough fight? And is he going to fight Joseph Benavidez next? We will see. We also get into Conor McGregor, Manny Pacquiao, Charlo Harrison, and so much more, man. So, without further ado... Enjoy my conversation with the guru, Brandon Camille, right here on episode 184 of The Fight Podcast. Enjoy. Thanks again for joining me on today's show, man. Yo, happy to be here, man. What's up with you? Oh, bro, living the motherfucking this week. Dream. You know what I'm saying, bro? Well, how did I get so lucky? <laughs> man, you know... <laughs> Just because I love you, bro. Just I appreciate I love you. Hey, man, it's Valentine's week, man. I appreciate that, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, same, man. Same. Much love, my brother. Yes, sir. Absolutely, um, man. Well, look, bro. We we have a we have a fun week this week, man. We actually have some fights this uh, this Valentine's Day weekend, and. Uh, and I think, uh, like I said, we have, there's a lot more. There's potential fights going on. There's uh, people talking a little shit back and forth. Cats getting arrested. Bro, it's nuts out here. 
Hey, man, it's the wild, wild west. Get it how you live. Get it how you live. <laughs> hey, man, but look, man, I, I want to start off with this, man, because I, I felt like you had something you had to get off your chest, man. There, there were some things that I, I know rubbed you the wrong way that you today, and, and I want to give you a platform to go ahead and breathe, brother. So go ahead and breathe, my, di- my guy. Oh, yes, definitely. So let's see. Oops. Let, let's see. So the meter maid today just blew my mind. Like she absolutely blew my mind. And the young ticket lady. Yes. The meter maid ticket lady. So, I mean, you know, I know that they have to make a living. Um, They have an unfortunate job, but they have to do it. They got to make their money. They got to provide for their family. Facts. First of all, terrible people. You do that for a living. You suck. Yeah, they're terrible people. But like I said, they need a job. I get it. Like it, it's whatever. Now, Facts. I have a parking spot by my job. Maybe I'm not supposed to be parking there, but it's a bit of a loophole. You know, there's no <laughs> there's no signs or anything. So they can't ticket me if they wanted to. Right. OK. And so I parked there today while the meter maid was around tagging the cars uh, that were parked in meters. Cool. Now, she don't got to worry about this. She can't take in my car. It's not in the way or anything. She she goes out of her way now. This is now this is an old, old, old white lady. I I thought it was actually a man until I heard the voice. Like had to be. It, it, she looked at least eighty five years old. She looked like about three feet under. Her like, name her name is Marjorie. Something like that. Some old timey like name. So she go now comes out of her way. This is not her job. She's just out of her way now. She see me get out of my car. She's like, hey, you can't park there. And my response was, you know, I asked her, I said, well, you know, are there any signs or anything that display that? And she goes, no, but I'll call the cops and they can explain it to you. Whoa. So the, I, I said one line to this lady and she's threatening to call the cops on me over a parking spot simply because she couldn't ticket me. Yeesh. Now, I, I just moved the car. I wasn't about to deal with the cops over this. But, bruh, That's it's rough, a parking bro. spot. And it, it, you, you think about how you hear that, you know, white people at times can abuse the cops. Yeah. It's a parking spot. I said one line to you, and you are try- actively trying to go out of your way to call the cops on me. Now, now really quick, brother. I, I think everybody has to remember you currently live in Boston, correct? I currently live in Boston. For those who do not know, Boston is arguably, especially in the North, <laughs> one of the most racist cities in the States. Bill Russell says, I am loyal to the Boston Celtics, but not the city of Boston. Yeah, um, it has a very very decorated history of racism. But um, their some comedy is more than fire. Their comedy slaps. Boston comedy? Oh my god. The, the comics well, that come out of Boston? Pff, shit slaps. Who's come out of Boston? Bill Burr, Joe Rogan. Uh, I can go down the list, bro. Like Some of the best comics of all time have come from Boston. Ain't no black ones, huh? Probably not. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Boston's good for a lot of things. A lot of talent out of Boston. Like, white people love Boston. I call it white Atlanta. But uh, <laughs> what I 
like I don't know. I, I was just so bothered it's by Wakanda that meter made for, state. It's, it's Wakanda for white folks. Oh, it's, it's worse than that. Um, but I, I, don't, I was just so bothered today. Just the random hate. Like just she just. I, I just couldn't figure. I was like, why do you why do you hate me? Why are you trying to call the cops on me? Like, Damn. like this has nothing. To, like, I, I was so bothered by just the random. I was like, why do y'all hate us? Why do y'all hate us? <laughs> like, that's all I could think about. And I was so mad. Like, I, I just I didn't get it. She was trying to call the cops on me over a parking spot. That's nuts. so my message. Stop. Stop abusing the cops. Like, just stop, man. Like you, you got people. What calling a kid, calling the cops because someone's selling lemonade, um, or maybe they set up somewhere that you don't like in a park. Like remember all those situations last right. year, like and yeah. people they don't understand why people make fun of them or why people take such issue with it. But there are real issues out here. There are people getting hurt. There are people getting robbed, raped, whatever. There are people getting murdered. I love me a good murder podcast. And you are trying to abuse your right as a taxpayer Facts. by calling the cops on someone over a parking spot. You know, yeah. I can understand maybe if I had a con- confrontation with this woman, but that was it. She she went out of her way to bother me. And I was just like, I, I couldn't understand why. I just couldn't understand why I hate this. Fair. It was under well, my I, skin I, all day. And I go, I go to, I go to work and my black, well, one of my black fr- friends left. He was like the only other black person in, in my segment, we'll call it. So <laughs> I, I really have nobody to vent to. Hey, and, and, and my brother B cam, the guru has a, a fantastic gig. Okay. Yeah, I got a, I got a I got a great job. I work uh, for a great company, number one place ranked company to work on Glassdoor. So I mean, you know it, it's, it's a great company, great culture. But I mean, it just happens to be in Boston, and the uh, demographics of the workforce reflect that. Man, bro, that that reminds me of uh, I had a, a a discussion, a heated debate with somebody this week that was trying to tell me how stop and frisk is okay. And how, you know, policing black neighborhoods is the right way to go about it. Literally, I had a conversation with somebody about that this week. So I feel you. People just generally do not understand how extra cops don't help the situation. And that's the problem. I think people don't. And again, this isn't a history podcast, but I'm going to school y'all for a little bit. Yo, the only reason the police force is there and it was started was because after the slave catchers didn't have a gig anymore, they had to give them something to do. So so the slave catchers essentially turned into police officers, and that is one how this pretty much the system continues to perpetuate to what it is today. Think about that. Nuts. And that, these are facts. These are facts. And I mean... That's a whole other issue that we whole can... Whole other issue. Whole other issue. Hey, but you know what? Let's keep it a buck. This is the Fight Podcast. And we talk about all kinds of fights. Sports and culture. Bruh. This is just a little bit of culture for y'all. Speaking of a little bit of culture, you had something else that was kind of grinding your gears a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I thought about it. I'm going to let it go. I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to give guy. No, I'm, no. I I'm, I'm, I want all the smoke. I'm not. I'm going to give it to him I, then. I don't. I don't want his name to have any recognition. No, I'm not going to talk about his name. Just, we just going to talk about him. He's just an internet troll. Like I can't give I that time. I love trolls, bro. They get me going in the morning. I love fucking with people, and I love when they try to fuck with me because I hate to say it, intellectually, you fools ain't here with me. 
So I went out there, and I'm going to go out there. Shout out to our boy, friend of the show, Crime Faces. Friend of the show, been on the pod. He has a great pod now. Dudes are amazing. Well, as you know, Crime Faces has an amazing Instagram page. Hilarious. Breaking down pretty much street fights. It is like a a short version and even a better version of world star hip-hop. Guru, am I right or wrong? Oh, definitely. It's amazing. New York's very own. They hold it down. I love those dudes, man. Really cool dudes. Uh, Like I said, friends of the show. So I go on there. One of my partners, frat brother of mine, pretty much pulls up a post. He he commented a post because what it was was about pretty much a couple guys, you know, who they are. People want smoke with people who actually train. And they end up getting scuffed in the street because this actually happens. And this is something that we talk about. You and I have discussed this. It's hilarious. Well, One of my favorite absolutely. things to watch. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a little category that you could dive into and just have tons of fun. Dude, Deontay Wilder has had this situation happen. Guy was talking all kinds of yin-yang, came to the gym. Deontay Wilder put the yammers on him. Derek Lewis, the black beast in the UFC, number six ranked heavyweight in the world. Dude tried to do that to him recently. He literally knocked Buddy out of the ring. He was hanging on the ropes like laundry. It's crazy. So I comment to my guy. My guy hits me up, says, Serge, I don't know. if Did you have it pulled up? Do you see it right now? Or should I pull this up? I, I, I don't have it pulled up. But essentially what happens is, a, you know, the, the your friend comments to you, says, hey, this is exactly what we talk about all the time. And so from there, it, it escalates. And you were like, yeah, 100 percent. That's it. And then that is all I said. That's it. And, and so from there, it gets a little bit odd. The guy was just like extremely defensive like somehow Sergio must have must have said something to the long extent of like you know don't run up on the wrong person and the guy was it's, it's a random guy like not anyone that was in the video people, or anything he, people he was just to like the greatest combat sports and culture podcast in the world I, do, I don't know this nigga never met him a day in my life never even heard of him he was just he was just like hey like what are you who, who are you talking about like as if anyone was even close to speaking about him. So here, here's the interact. Here's the interaction. He says, "I thought this was hilarious." I'm just saying. Yeah, he says, "Your boy says, Sergio, we talk, we talk about this daily." And you're like, "Yeah, those pretenders gonna get smoked, thousand percent." Cool. A random guy, just random guy off the internet's like, "Smoked by who?" I went to war with the best already. It, like. No one. This is just a random person. Neither, Yo. neither, neither Sergio nor his friend has ever met this guy. He's just a random person. He's not in the video. He was just like, smoked by who? Like, like he was offended. Like, who's gonna smoke me? Like, why y'all talking about me? But nobody, literally nobody said anything about him. No. Nah. So then Sergio goes ahead. He's like, you know, who are you? No, no, no. He say, how, like, say, say what I said. <laughs> Yo, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> But I mean, and and that was a reasonable thing to say. But he goes on to say, "Bruh, no one mentioned you or even think about you. Look like you got a decent, dec- a good record thus far. You have some promise. I, you know, we Kudos, hope we hope to see you on the big stage in the future." Took the high road, complimented him. Okay, 
So the guy then responds, how you know about my record if you're, if you're not thinking about me? And don't for, forget a four-time national champion. Ask the greats about me. Like, he's super Dude. offended and in, in, in his feelings off of, like, he just jumped in into a random thread. Like, nobody knew the guy. Right. Or nor, nor was speaking about him. And he's like, and Sergio's like, I Googled you. Just wanted to see who's speaking to me. Like, again, <laughs> congrats, congrats on your success. Barking up the wrong tree with this one, fam. Like, hey, I, I think that's a pretty like the uh, that's a normal a normal thing to say, and the guy then responds and goes, keep essentially keep dick eating. I don't bark up bark up trees. I piss on them. I'm in Brooklyn. If any of y'all want to see me, I, I, it was just like, hey, hey man, this is one of your people. He's not one of my people. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this how they get down in New York, fam. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Yo, people, this is what I like to call little dick energy. All right, this is the definition of little dick energy. It's hilarious. I look trolls out there. I entertain trolls. I, I think it's hilarious. Um, I don't entertain all of you, but I'll get I'll get roughly three out of five. I'm not gonna stunt. I do. I'm here for I'm here for the smoke. So if you want to sit there and interact with your boy, the underground king, I'm all about it. But for the most part, I'm going to try to be chill. I think it's hilarious. It's entertaining, but I'm trying to be chill. Fam, what is it about people on the Internet that they feel like they can go out there and just talk to anybody? And the funny thing about that was this. That video was literally about somebody doing exactly that. Fam, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, it was it was a bit odd. And I mean, social media trolls, I mean, are going to be social media trolls. I understand like having funny jokes if you want to play around as, you know, some celebs comments or everything. But this was like, you know, level. He was an advanced Internet troller, you know, just hopping in random thre- random threads, bothering people. And the reason I, I you know, I started to jump in myself, you know, I had some stuff tight. You know what? I was like, <laughs> I just can't. Can't get sucked into this because I'm a, I'm offended on behalf of Serge. I'm like, where did this guy come from? But, <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. I do. But I'm like, yo, I, I I really can't get sucked into this. Like, this is exactly the type of reaction he's looking to get out of myself. It's exactly the type of reaction he wants to get about get out of Serge. And you know, really leaving it as is, he just looks like a, a dumbass. Goofball. Straight so, goofball. Yeah. So I mean, that's what happened with that. So both that guy, the meter maid. It's been an interesting day, man. It has yeah, been an it interesting has been an... day. But it's funny, man. The, the fact that we're talking about internet trolls and internet people, man, it, it kind of just segues into what I want to talk about, man. Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia, the golden boy prodigy, Canelo's little protege. My man is proven to be more than just... I, I, an IG sensation. My man he got has... nineteen and zero, sixteen KOs. Bro, I have a question for you. Is Ryan Garcia legit, or is he still just you know that guy on IG with his shirt off? Well, it, it depends on how you define legit. It's, it, there's there's one thing in the sense that do I feel like he's legit? And there's another thing in the sense that, you know, has is he actually legit? Like, is he proven? Like, is, is he because right now he's not legit. Like he has not 
proven himself. Yes, he knocked out Romero Duno, but I mean, like, that's it. You know, Duno was his best opponent thus far, but he's not a top guy by any extent of the imagination. Now, Ryan Garcia has passed a lot of his tests with flying colors, but, you know, for me, I'm a show and prove type of guy. Like, once I see this, the real step up in, in competition, which for me would be the fight against Jorge Linares that they're trying to set up for later this year. Who Jorge you know, Linares is on the undercard of this fight. I believe he's a co-main event. Yes, I, I believe the same thing. So that's the fight where I can say if he wins that fight now, he's elite. Now, so that's, you know, that's for in general. He's not elite yet. Do I think that he's elite? Right now, all I can say is yes. He's shown nothing but the goods in all of his fights. And obviously he has he has the hand speed, but 16, 16 of 19 knockouts, pretty high knockout ratio as well. So he has something... <sighs> something to go with that hand speed. He's training in the same gym under the same trainer with Canelo Alvarez. So Absolutely. he's in he's in a good environment. He has a good head on head on his shoulders. And it's so awkward I think for boxing to accept Ryan Garcia because he's such a crossover star, yeah. one in which the sport does not have many of. You know, you see how many kid followers the kid has on on Instagram like the the young girls love him. So I mean, maybe it's they're used to a different type of persona and so they won't accept him, but he's he's out there knocking guys out and hey, I would man. expect him to do the same this weekend ryan garcia i was somebody that was especially originally was a big detractor to him and i'm very similar to you in the turn in the sense that you have to be i gotta see something you have to show me more than just looking good and having fast hands on ig i have to see more but you know what man what, what are you about to say and i'm not we can't take the fight away from Romero Duno away from him. Hey, man, let some me get us, to my points, man. I knew I shouldn't have let you talk. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to let you keep on going. Man. I don't know why you talk. Hey, I don't know, man. Sometimes we be trying to let you cook, man, and then you be t- out here trying to chef Boyard D far too much, man. Too many cooks in the kitchen. All right, check it out. Look, man, Duno, the fact that he went out there with his best opponent and starched him the manner that he did in the first round showed me a lot. The fact that he's actually going out there and actually training with one of the best teams in the world and is being mentored by the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world shows me a lot. Um, To the point where I'm going to have my little hot take in a second about it, but look, man, I truly believe that Ryan Garcia is an elite talent. The fact that Romero Duno, again, not one of the best guys, but he was undefeated, man. He was 21-0. You know, when they fought, he got starched in the first round. Francisco Fonseca this weekend, man, look, man, this dude has a solid record. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but he's a tough dude, man. 25-2-2, two two, man. These guys been in here with some people. This is going to be a, it should be a fight that hopefully gets past the first round so we can get see him cook a little bit more. If we he's, only been, he's only been beaten by Tevin Farmer. Hey, man, dude. 19-1. And, and, and again, that says a lot, man. That says a lot to be able to get somebody like I, that. I, I, I apologize. 25-2. and two. Yeah, and that's the thing. That, that says a lot. When you have somebody like that. Um, now, Tevin, Tevin Farmer and Javante Davis. So only top talent. Dude, so if he goes out here and starches him, I think he puts himself right in the line of something like that. Now, even Ryan Garcia himself said, man, he's like, you guys think I'm out here trying to be an IG talent or something like that. He's like, but I'm true to this game. He's like, think about it. The only thing you guys really had me out here doing, I wasn't just out here with my shirt off. He's like, I was training. I love boxing. I'm about boxing. All the other shit came with it, which I appreciate. And he said that in his actually the press conference for the fight this weekend earlier today. So I appreciate it. I hear that candor. And you know what? I believe him. 
Now, in terms of out of the young crop of guys, we're talking about Teofimo. We're talking about Devin Haney. We're talking about Ryan Garcia. The, that young crop of guys, I still believe, I like Devin Haney. I think he has more, uh, Shakur Stevenson. Those, I think those four we can kind of put in the same boat. Yes, no? No. I'm talking about same boat in terms of this. They're like the same class. They came up together, essentially. Yes, same that, that's, class. That's what I'm talking about. Um, out of those guys, I say he's the last one of the group. But I think all of those guys are going to be stars in the sport. I really believe that. Um, what if I, And honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. If he goes out here and he beats, you know, he beats um, Fonseca, they will absolutely get that Jorge Linares fight. Remember, man, Jorge Linares isn't any joke, man. He's been in there with the best of the best. He's 46 and 5, 28 KOs. And, dude, he's been in there with some monsters. If he can go out here and beat somebody like Linares after that, I want to see him fight Tank. I mean, you see Oscar De La Hoya is also on Twitter or whatever, already calling Tank out. Yeah. Maybe Tank's last performance made him feel like, or what he's seen, either Tank's last performance or what he's seen of Ryan, or a bit of both, likely a bit of both, make Tank's him think that, okay, Ryan Garcia has a chance. But Oscar De La Hoya says and, De La Hoya says and does Two a lot things. of shit. So we'll just wait and see. Fights do not get made on social media, though the talk is nice. The talk is great. And you know what, man? The fact that he's actually talking about these things now, for me, tells me that he's somebody that is striving for great. He wants to be great. He's called out people like Adrian Broner. Actually, he laughed at Adrian Broner. He's called out people like Tank Davis. He's trying to get a fight with Devin Haney. Now that, if both parties are smart, you save that one. You, you put that in the tuck. Let's see how both of their stars grow, and then in the future you can make that fight ha happen. Just like in the twice in the amateurs, I think the third time will not be the charm. I think Devin Haney smokes him as, as well. Um, Devin Haney, I don't know if y'all have seen my man's on social media. Yo, he's living a good life. He's living oh. like a champion. Yeah, that rehab is treating him nice. Bro. And he, he, he's just starting to train again. He is. He is, which I'm happy to see, man. So, look, all in all, man... I have turned into a fan of Ryan Garcia. I cannot wait to see what he does. I cannot wait to see this fight this weekend. And um, that fight with Jorge Linares, as long as they both win, should absolutely happen. Now, um, do you think that fight's actually going to happen? Ryan Garcia and Jorge Linares? Yep. Yes. Nah. So after that, who would you like to see him fight? And who do you think is in the most realistic opportunity or realistic um, title challenger? Or I just want to see him. I just want to see him fight for one of the other people in it. Fight one of the other people in his weight class. When he gets, when he, by the time he beats Jorge, if he gets the fight with Jorge Linares, if he gets past the fight with Jorge Linares, then the, uh, the 135 pound division may have an undisputed champion. So there won't yep. be a lot of different champions with a bunch of different belts. That will nice. likely be, in my opinion, Lomachenko. Nice. However. Uh, you know, crazier things have happened, and it's hard to stay undisputed for that long because of all your obligations. One of those belts is, are, is going to get stripped. Right. But who would I like to see him fight? I just want to see him fight another guy in his class yeah. because all of the other guys in his class have essentially stepped up. 
they've stepped up. Uh, they're, they've been belt holders. To, uh, yep. Haney, Haney was Haney was stripped unjustly. Yep. Um, you got Tia Fimo. He has a he has a title belt Tia now. Tia a monster. Take, take One Davis. of my favorites. He's a, 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 a multiple division champion in, in Javante Davis. So I, I don't include Tank in there. The rest of those guys I include together. Either way, they've all stepped up. Tank has kind of stepped up, but. Tank Ryan Garcia is the only up. is the last one in that class. He's, he's the furthest behind them, and so we want to. But they're bringing him along slow. And, and you know what, man? That is their that is their new golden boy. I understand it completely, man. All right, man. Check it out. Let, let, let's let's move on. Um, we also have this weekend, Caleb Plant. One of my personal favorites is uh, is getting it cracking this weekend. Um, we talked about it briefly, actually, in the last last episode. Uh, but now that the fight is coming up, man, I think that Caleb is going to smoke this dude. I think he's looked better and better. I think that his hands and everything are fully healthy. Uh, I, I see him getting this opponent out there pretty fucking quick. Yeah, he's fighting Vincent... Fagan Boots, I, I, I'm sure I'm sure I butchered that name. I do apologize. The guy's from Germany. Uh, he is 31 and two with losses to Giovanni De Carlos and Roman Chaviv. So Again, not necessarily. Who the fuck he's, he's, is that guy? Lost to, lost to guys. We have no no idea who they are. This is a huge step up in competition for him. We expect him to lose this fight uh, to, to to lose this fight, and for Caleb Plant to have his hands raised uh, raised in victory, whether it be by decision or knockout. I think it will be knockout. I but do as well. I just don't. Th- you got one soft touch after you won the title. I get that. But here's the thing. I think he was trying to get the fight with Joseph Benavidez and. For some reason, that did not happen. I see that fight with Joseph Benavides happening next. I don't know about I, you, but I see it happening. I see it happening next as well. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think that that one it has heat. Um, that division is tough, and they need they, they they need to start making some of these moves happen. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. In that weight class, man, I, I definitely think Caleb Plant is better than Benavides. So I, I would love to see that fight. And I at this point in time, again, we have to see the buildup and everything for it. I absolutely have Caleb Plant. I think his footwork, I think his hand speed, I think he defensively he's extremely hard to hit. And I think that Joseph Benavidez, unfortunately, he, he's a little stuck in the mud. He's a little slower, and he doesn't put his punches together in the same manner that Caleb Plant does. Ooh, I wouldn't say that. He, he definitely puts his punches together. He I'm, is I'm a combina- saying, not, combination not, not puncher. Not in the, in the manner. I think they, they do it. They both attack. They both throw punches and bunches. I just think Caleb Plant has faster hands. I don't see someone as Caleb Plant as a person who throws punches and bunches. I see that David Benavides as a guy who throws punches and bunches. But, you know, his name is Sweet Pea. You know, he he throws punches and he will throw combinations, but he's not a punches and bunches Golovkin type no, of fighter. No, no, no. He's a lot more. He his, He's a defensive based mm-hmm. fighter. So you consider him probably a, a boxer puncher. I do. That's fine. That, that's, how not, I, that's why I look not at him Not a volume puncher. Mm-hmm. Benavides is a volume puncher. And although he may get hit early in some of his fights, he does tend to walk you down. And the way of that pressure tends to break most most yeah. opponents sometime and, in the second half of the fight. And I'm not going to lie, I think I, I favor Plant because I know stylistically, and and I and I could admit my own pretty much my own um, biases. I like boxer punchers. 
I that the, the sweet science is somebody is really good defensively, moves their head really well, and is actually skillful. I am more of a fan of those guys. That's a pretty big reason why I'm such a big fan of someone like an Israel Adesanya in MMA. Someone who is who he can hurt you, he can crack you, but he's cerebral in there. And I love fighters that are cerebral in there. I've never been a huge fan, even though I appreciate it. Those like I'm just walking you down. I can take a couple shots and stuff. And that's why I think I'm not the biggest fan of Jared Hurd. But I still appreciate those guys as well. Yeah, David, I, I like David Benavides. I do too. Like, I do. I don't want to get it confused. I like David Benavides. I do. Uh, and he's a two two time champion. That's yep. just a fight. At the at the end of the day, that's a fight that needs to get made. They're on it the does. same side of the street. They want to fight each other. They've been speaking about it. Everything is there. Just make the fight. Absolutely, that's man. it. We'll check it out, man. Another fight that is upcoming that people are starting to you know it, it's coming up sooner than we think, man. We're 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 less than two weeks away. Arguably the most important heavyweight fight of our generation, the rematch. The bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, defends his WBC strap against the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, bro. Look, over the last little bit, both men had two fights since their epic fight. If we have to say which man has looked better in those two fights, I think we could both admit it's Deontay Wilder. Now... Tyson Fury just had an amazing interview with, man, one of my favorite. Andre Ward is becoming so amazing in terms of the analyst end. Um, it's almost like a like a Daniel Cormier for, for boxing. He, he's great. He understands the game. He's very cerebral, and he breaks it down great. God, please don't come back. Stay away. Please, I hope he stays away. Who? Andre Ward. Oh, I, I don't think that's a thing. People have been talking about it. I just hope he stays away. Keep doing I think it's thing. just when you when you bring it up to him, he's he, he says no. Okay, as long as that's that. But he interviewed Tyson Fury. Obviously, they're with Top Rank and uh, Andre Awards with ESPN. They had a, an interesting interview, man. A lot of points were hit. Um, look, before I go ahead and take it, bro, uh, Guru, you heard it as well, bro. How did you feel about it? What do you feel about? What were the key things that you actually took from that interview? Well, that was the first time I and maybe I knew, but I, I feel like that was the first time I heard the real reason why him and Ben Davidson split. That was wild, it was because right? Ty, Ty, Tyson Fury wanted some other assistance in his corner. Ben David wanted Ben Davidson wanted little, soul little control. Dick syndrome. Yeah, he had. Well, I mean, he wanted soul soul control out, out of the co- in the corner. You know, sometimes you want to run your camps a certain way. You want to be the only only voice in the corner. That's some true. trainers are a little bit more willing to do it than others, and I think some trainers are the what their coaching style is. They work much better. They're going to work much better in a team. Yo, Whereas he's like twenty six years old. Kick well, rocks I, sideways, bro. Twenty six years old and led him to the biggest draw of Tyson Fury's career. That, that, that that's fine. I get that, and and I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you finish. Sound like Kanye ass over here, but at the end of the day, bro, your athlete, you're not in charge. At the end of the day, man, it's the athlete's career. The athlete is the one getting in the cage. He's getting in the ring. He's getting in the square circle. If he says, look, man, I want a little bit extra help. I want you here. You're my guy. But I just want some extra, little little bit of extra help. I, I need some something from here, something from there. You cannot have an ego like that. You are a coach. You are the trainer. The You're not the one getting punched in the face. 
So when that ends up happening and I end up seeing things like that, because at first I was kind of shitting on Tyson Fury about this shit. And now that I heard what he said, now granted, there's two sides to every story. We don't, we haven't heard Ben Davidson's side. We haven't. And I think Ben Davidson is an amazing trainer. I do. But at the end of the day, bro, what are you doing? If that's really the case, I'm so disappointed. That seems to be the case. Him and Ben Davidson don't seem to have bad blood. And so that doesn't seem like necessarily a bad blood situation, just a difference in opinion, which they seem to have addressed like men. And Ben Davidson is no longer working with Tyson Fury. I get it. Um, I I like that it's not a messy breakup like we do see with trainers. You know, you think of Triple G and Abel Sanchez. That was very messy. But this is not that. You know, things happen. Tyson Fury is still fighting on the 22nd. Absolutely. And... There's some great content on YouTube. I don't know if you got a chance to watch that video I sent you. It was rather long, but I mean, I love the way that Ben Ben Davidson breaks down some of the uh, some of the yeah some of the he's moves great. that Tyson Fury had to make and what he's going to need to continue to do, what he's going to have to change in the remax. His, his boxing analysis is great, and to me, it sounded like he was giving up a lot in those videos in terms of tactics. He did, he did tactics. give up a lot, but and. and I was speaking to you, Serge. I was like, you know, maybe it's because I don't box and hearing things at a technical level aren't always how I get to hear them. But he was giving away very technical stuff about Fury's game plan, a game plan in which he's going to have a large part of in the next fight. Not saying it's going to be identical, but a large part of what he does on the 22nd, he's going to take pieces from his old game plan because it it works. But does it matter, though? Because at the end of the day... Deontay Wilder has amazing coaches on his end as well as trainers and a team on their end. They're breaking down the film. They know what's going to happen. And and more importantly, they've been in there with him. Not that much is going to change. He's he's not going to add that much, that many more wrinkles. He's 32 years old. He's he kind of is who he is. And that's not a bad thing. Not saying he can't grow, not saying he cannot evolve. But at the end of the day, these guys are coming with their set of skills. They understand it. And both teams, as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do, I would hope that they've done their due diligence. So I don't sit there and actually believe that, you know, they listened to that film. And granted, it was a lot, but I don't think that's anything that Deontay Wilder's team didn't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what Deontay Wilder's team knows and what they didn't know and what they chose to tell Deontay Wilder and what they chose not to tell him. That's not a, a video I see Deontay Wilder watching. And for him, I wouldn't as a trainer, I wouldn't want him to see something like that because we're going to work on what I want you to work on. I don't want to work on I, I don't want you thinking about these other things during the fight that are just going to cloud your mind and get you out of your game. Plan. But but do you, we, we don't know. Like, <sighs> I don't like people saying that kind of stuff, man, because at the end of the day, I I want some fighters are like that and some fighters are admittedly like that. Don't tell me shit. My coach would just tell me the game plan. I don't watch film. Right. There are a lot of fighters that are like that. Um, But there are also a lot of fighters that are more cerebral and they want to sit there and they want to look at the film themselves. They want to break some things down. So prime example Let's talk about UFC 237 or 247. Fucking Don Reyes watches film constantly. Like, that's what he does. John Jones watches film constantly. Adesanya watches film constantly. Daniel Cormier. Yo, this isn't a plug, but if you have not had an opportunity to check out Detail Series, first of all, shout out to the man Kobe, Missy Brother. But the fact that they have ESPN, because, you know, Daniel Cormier was handpicked by by Kobe to do the MMA version of the Detail Series. If you have not had an opportunity to check it out, man, you guys should 1000% listen to it. 
it is straight film study. It is not done for entertainment. It is straight film study. And there are fighters in the game that actually look at the game in that manner. And for me, just because I prefer and I'm happy to see a cerebral and intellectual fighter, I'm always going to give them the benefit of the doubt and sit there and say, and I hope that that's what something that they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think there's a difference between film study and what we watched. I don't doubt that Deontay Wilder's in there with his coach breaking down film. However, watching Ben Davidson's breakdown of the film is what I don't I don't know if he would gain value from. Like watching breaking down the film with his coach, his coach is going to say, "Hey, look at these things. Look look out for these but, things." But again, this but, is somebody who's been a champion forever. And again, we're 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 arguing apples and oranges. Really doesn't even make sense because we don't know. Neither of us are there. Who who, who the fuck cares? But it, it is one of those things that I'm you know I. I give fighters like I feel like that's being dismissive of a fighter like he's like he needs to be spoon fed information and I don't believe in that yeah I, I definitely understand where you're coming from either way you spin it when we think about back to when we get back to the topic of the interview um, the split with Ben Davidson was probably the biggest thing that I took from the interview um, he didn't talk too he talked a little bit of trash about Deontay he talked a little obviously They're about where he's respectful from respectful of one another yeah, they're very, very respectful. Very, you remember yeah. the, their picture leaking from the first fight. I mean, obviously, they're going to have some beef there, some bad blood, but I don't think it's like it's real. Like it's not fight at the way in real. No. So I don't think we'll have any issues in that in that sense. But the interview with Andre Ward was great. Um, also, it, Andre Ward's starting to get pretty good at this. He did a great interview with yeah. Terrence Crawford as oh, well yeah. a couple a couple months back. So, I mean, overall, it was a good interview. But with all the content coming out about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, it just wasn't a lot of new. It, yeah, yeah, it, it really wasn't much that we, I feel like we haven't already seen. Um, I think it's interesting the fact that his pops pretty much like, please stop fighting this big Negro. Uh, <laughs> like I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and I, I feel like, again, I know that he's selling the fight, but him saying that, you know, him, you know, if he loses to Deontay Wilder, he's a bum. Um, no, you're not a bum if you lose to Deontay Wilder. You're just like the rest of the 40 whatever dudes that got hit with a missile and you just won't get up. There's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, th I do think this is a fight for the greatest heavyweight of this generation. Um, the only concern that I have for Tyson Fury is this. When he talks about fighting until I can't fight anymore and he doesn't know what he's going to do after fighting. If he does take an L, I'm not going to stunt. I'm a little worried about him. I was thinking that same thing when he said that. When he, and specifically the words boxing, boxing's all I have. Yeah. And he man. said he said you know he wants to box until he can't anymore. But he certainly was knowledgeable about the fact that he just won't be able to do that. He's going to have to take a smart exit. And so and he seemed very knowledgeable about that. So I don't think we're worried about him just continue like going out like Roy Jones. No. No. But Roy's when still they, fucking fighting. When you speak about losing the 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 idea of losing and how it might affect him because of his past struggles you do get a bit worried. And however, on the other side of that, he's a much stronger person than he was before. You know, he's fought back from some really nasty things that life has had to throw at, uh, throw at him. He's a, Tyson Fury is an amazing figure. I I would be a bit nervous, but if he does lose, I don't 
I, I, I think he'll get past it. I don't I don't think he's going to hold on to that and fall back in. You know, I'm sure he'll be down, but, you know, he has the right people in place. He's been th- he's come back from those dark places. And it's, yeah. it's always a risk for relapse. But I, I think he's a lot stronger now. Win, lose. He said he's not afraid to lose. Yeah, he, he did say that. And I, I think I like what can you say? I, like I said, I, I think that um, I, I believe him. I, I definitely, you know, hope and wish for the belt and not for the for the best for him. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I know we'll break this down a little bit more. And actually, I guess I'll save my eh, I'm not saving my pick. I think everybody knows how I feel about this shit. I definitely believe that the, the one who has looked the best since that fight has been Deontay Wilder. I think Deontay Wilder does not have any chinks in his armor at this point in time in, in, in terms of mentally. I think he knows what he has to do. And Deontay Wilder does very well in rematches. He will come out there. He's had two rematches. Both times he's had rematches, he smokes those dudes. People do not give enough credit, I think, to Deontay Wilder's boxing IQ. Um, that That's my only thing with that one. So I can't wait to see what happens. I really can't. I think this is going to be an amazing fight. I think this is going to be an all-time great performance. And I believe we're going to get a finish. Yeah, definitely KO. Some, one of these ways, and we'll speak next week a little bit more about the fight, but the fight has to end in a KO. I don't Absolutely. think it goes to decision at all. Now, I, I, I got to bring this up. Have you seen Tony Harrison and Jermell Charlo recently? No. Bro, these boys have been going back and forth at each other once again. They definitely need a third fight. Well, the reason that they're going at it is because, and I'm trying to find the the the, the tweet itself, but Tony Harrison... Uh, this hurts my heart when people do this shit, bro. Tony Harrison is essentially going out there and saying that Jermell Charlo was drinking something in the corner that wasn't water, so he's cheating, and that's the reason he won. Literally, that's what he said. He's like, it wasn't in a clear bottle. It was in a Gatorade, like a Gatorade water bottle. And he, I don't, it wasn't water in there, and that's the reason he won. Fam, it's not like he all of a sudden outpaced you and stuff. He knocked your face off. Come on, bro. Ah, nothing hurts me more than that when I see fighters coming back and forth with that and essentially just going out there and talking shit. And when that happened, Jamel Charlo clapped back and said this. It's usual after I knock a motherfucker out, they wait until they mama stop giving them milk and start talking shit again. Hello to my world. They call me Mr. Keep Running Your Mouth. True. I got one L, but I grew to love it. Now this savage ain't got shit to lose. Now he making excuses? Ain't no fight three. Heading for all the belts while they watch your ringside. Hashtag Lions Only. Hashtag OHB forever. Come on, son. Why, why, why are you sitting there t- complaining about somebody? What, what they're drinking? Take the L. You lost. It wasn't controversial. You got smoked. It was a good fight. But my man hit you with 17 uppercuts in a row before he knocked you through the ropes. Come on, man. Disappointed, man. I'm disappointed in Tony Harrison because I was just starting to like dude. 
Correct. I, I and I still do like Tony Harrison. He put on a great performance la- last fight. You know, there's definitely going to be some awkward things about his personality. That's just who he is. However, Tony Harrison's a good fighter. I want to see him come back. He's part of the very, very exciting 154 pound super welterweight uh, junior middleweight division, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, this is just Twitter beef. Very common in today's uh, oh, boxing culture. I, I found what he said. I just don't understand how inspectors in California commissions could drop the ball like this in a world championship fight. The rules in between rounds, you can only drink water in a clear sealed bottle, seeming that they provided the water that was being drank in the Gatorade bottle. Inspectors and commissions, one job is they protect the safety of the fighters, blah, blah, blah. Seeming that all the deaths in the sport, come on, son. He talking about deaths in the sport and shit because this nigga drank something out of a water bottle? Dude, this is weak. This is super weak. Like, I'm not even going to read the rest of it. This is weak. I mean, I can understand his point, but if he wants to make that point, he needs to take it up with the state commission. He doesn't need to be going on Twitter trying to see what happens. Ah, that was so garbage, man. I, I expect better from Tony Harrison, man. I Like, again, he is a talented, talented fighter, bro. And for him to go out here and, and say and do that, I, I just expect more. I really do, man. Um, but look, it is what it is, man. That That is how, you know, some people get down. Yeah. Now, without a failed test or anything, I think he's a bit out of line. But, you know, he has a point when he says rules are rules that shouldn't have been allowed. Now, I I don't think it was anything performance enhancing. I don't think it's, uh, you know, anything illegal. Maybe it's some Gatorade or something like that. I don't think Derek James would allow that Uh, anything, you know, anything illegal or something that's going to boost his performance. And and it's also nothing that their team, that team is not known for being dirty. Derek James is not known for being dirty. So, it's something he should have reported to the commission. It's just social media is not a place for that. You you just look bad. You look like you're whining, and you hurt your stock with you your fans, your the fans exactly. that you just got. Dude, and again, I, and that's the reason I brought it up, it, and it's because of this. Like after his last performance, even with an L, I thought his stock rised. I was like, yo, this dude could actually fight. He's a little, he's a cornball, but he could fight, and I and I fuck with him because of it. This is trash. This is trash on so many levels. I agree. It's trash. It's it's trash. I understand his thought process, his feelings, but the way he went about it was incorrect. If he has a real problem, then he's going to take it up with the state commission. He doesn't need to be on social media. And you don't bring it up three months later. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a little bit different. It's not like he... It's not like he saw something in the ring. He must have rewatched the tape to the fight. Maybe because he lost, it took him a little bit longer to rewatch the tape than others. I can understand that. I've heard that some people take their losses harder. It's hard for them to rewatch that tape. So, yeah, it would help if it's not three months later. Whatever. I, I don't like the whole social media thing for that type of discussion to begin with. Now, wh- what do you have to say here? Because I did want to address one thing very quickly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. What were you about to say? When we speak about dirty fighters, one of the names that tends to come up is Canelo Alvarez. Yes. Now, as as we understand it, Canelo Alvarez tested positive a couple years ago for clenbuterol, something which he says he picked up from some tainted Mexican tacos. Yes. Eating in Mexico. Now, Canelo's test results came back so low that they were consistent with meat contamination. Yeah. 
his levels yeah. were, were so low that they actually changed the rules to raise the level that you have to test positive for. Yeah. And if Canelo would have tested that today, he would have he would have been fine. He would have been clean, clean to go move forward with the fight. Yeah. So we, sir, and I didn't know all of that. Yeah. And I know Sergio and I speak about this a lot. We make some jokes about you know Mex, uh, Canelo's piss test, mm-hmm. but that's a big part of the story that we don't speak about. And we're yeah. such big fans of Canelo, so I was happy to hear I'm, that. I'm glad but you brought that I up. Think that's something we need to acknowledge. I, I, I'm really actually happy that you brought that up, and that is important. You got to bring that shit up, man. You got to talk about it um, because the same energy that motherfuckers go out there and shit on people. There's never the cleanup. Never. So, look, man, I made a lot of jokes about that. And, again, I am glad you brought that up. And, and look, hey, I'm a man about mine. Hey, fam, Canelo, I mean, I already think he's the pound-for-pound number one dude in the sport. But salute to him, man. Um, In terms of doing something dirty, uh, people in that region, actually more people have popped for that same thing um, because of the meat there. So it has been consistent with not just Canelo, with more individuals as well, just lower-level guys who train there. So that's a big reason why Canelo now doesn't spend really any of his time there anymore. That's pretty much why he's just in the States full-time now also. So, look, man, um, Canelo's one of my favorites. At the end of the day, no, man, salute to Canelo. In my mind, sir, you are totally vindicated. That was, that was all in there. I know that wasn't on the docket today. Deb really wanted no, to mention No, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Shit like that, I'm all about, man. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, ugh, some things that I just never want to see. Manny Pacquiao just signed with Paradigm Management Company. Yo, where have I heard about Paradigm Management Company? Oh, yes. That is Conor McGregor's management company. Aria Tour is now Manny Pacquiao's agent. And uh, do you think him signing with them? There's been a lot of talk about Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor fighting in the future. Is that a fight that we think we're actually going to see happen? No. Are you just saying that because that's not what you want to see happen? Or you don't? you generally don't believe that's going to happen? I genuinely don't believe it's going to happen. Not at I all, genuinely huh? don't believe it's going to happen. I don't think that so Manny Pacquiao is going to take that fight. I think Manny Pacquiao will take that fight. I don't know if Conor McGregor's team will take that fight. I'm be honest with you. I I, I just don't see it. No, nah. no, nah, I don't. I don't see it. Well, put it like this: I hope it doesn't. Um, in terms of cross sport promotions, I don't want to see it. The same way I don't want to see Clarissa Shields go there. I just saw her kick. That is god awful. Grant's first time doing it, but like she said, it's only going to take a. Oh my god! Really quick, Sergio Mora, fam, what in the fuck are you thinking? Sergio Mora is on Chris Maddox's podcast, which I think is a phenomenal show. Great podcast. I'm a huge fan of it. But, bro, he went out there and said that he would... Terrence Crawford would smoke Conor McGregor in MMA. And he said all he would need is, like, two months to learn kicking. So he'll, and he'll be able to throw kicks the same way as Conor McGregor. Fam, what are you talking about? Why do people disrespect... Why do people think MMA is that easy? I, I don't know. That, that was some asshole shit to say. I did not like that. Man, I feel like I'm bringing you a little over to the dark side a little bit, man. It, it, that, that shit warmed my heart to hear you say that. 
Well, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I just th- thought that he was treating it way too willy nilly. He said I mean, he sounded like a real casual. Maybe he doesn't watch that much MMA. Maybe he doesn't know too much about MMA. But thinking that Crawford could even have some remote chance of uh, having any type of success in a fight in the cage against Conor McGregor was absolutely asinine. Couldn't stand it. Don't want to hear it again. But Sergio Mora. While I like him as a commentator, he's a bit of a goofball. That's kind of his steez. So I'm not necessarily surprised. Man, I feel you, man. Well, hey, check it out, man. Before we get out of here, I got to bring up one thing. Guillermo Rigondeaux had a big win this past weekend. And after the fight, he said, we're going monster hunting next. I want Inouye next. Is that a fight you want to see? Absolutely. That would be amazing. Woo! Tell me that didn't get you hype. Sounds too good to be true. Oh, but man, but you know what? Riggendow is a little too late in the game to fuck around. I, I think that fight could actually happen. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if anyway would should move up another weight class. What's And what's uh, Riggendow fighting at? 126 or yeah. is he at 122? 26. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I'll check. Yeah, if they can get that weight together, maybe even a catch weight, it'd be a great fight. Because, I mean, at this, at, this, at this point in his career, Ringendow has nothing more to prove. Uh, it's it's a great fight for anyway as well. I would love, 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 love to see that. Because that would really tell you where anyway is from a boxing IQ standpoint. And, you know, at this point, I, I would still say that Ringendow wins that fight. Man, I do too. I do too. Oh, regardless, man, those are the type of fights that get me up in the morning. Those are the motherfuckers that bring me to full staff, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I love those goddamn fights. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, I got to see it to believe it. I don't even want to excite myself over this, but a lot of the fights that don't happen in the larger weight classes, they happen in the smaller weight classes. They we do. just don't care as much. I just don't care as yeah. much. I'll admit it because it's not as exciting because the likelihood of a knockout is, a, is substantially less when you have guys with less power. That's that's fine. And that's Shit. why it's just Both not of those as, dudes can crack, though. Both of those, do, oh, those guys can crack, but traditionally for those fights, you know, fighters land bombs. But, but those two specifically can legitimately crack. But in any way, he can crack, but how is that power standing every time he moves up a weight class his power while effective True. was not as destructive against um what's it what's buddy from the, uh, Philippines. From the Philippines. Um, um oh no oh why am i blinking on his name i love that dude uh but here's the thing that dude is a monster he he doesn't get cracked like that that is often either man um let me pull it up But regardless, man, I mean, that, that is a fight that I, I, I absolutely... Nonito Donaire, sorry. Donaire. Oh, man, Nonito, man, he goes out there. But Nonito got a chin on him, man. He got a beard on him. Uh, anyway, one of his best punches to the body. He knocks a lot of guys out with that. Anyway, he, uh, he, he did hurt. He Donaire. did hurt Donaire. But he didn't go. And I mean, he because was... Because Donaire is tough. He's tough, he was blasting though. Other guys, he was blasting through legitimate contenders. So, I mean, and right now they're at 118 pounds. Just That's to confirm, a little dude, bro. So, Rigandow is fighting at 126 pounds. He is a small guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. 
regardless, man, I know that is a fight that I'll absolutely love to see. Um, these are two of my favorite fighters to watch. Anyway, especially that dude is an absolute beast. Um, but look, man, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, there are a lot of amazing fights on the horizon this weekend. Obviously, we have Ryan Garcia going at it. We have Caleb Plant going at it. Next week, we got the heavyweight monsters finally clashing. Bro, boxing is back. Oh, boxing is absolutely back. And I mean, hey, we got off a, to a bit of a slow start to the year, but I actually think that's more us being spoiled with a few great years of boxing leading up to that rather than actually being a slow start. We ha- we've had some good fights to start. Um, started off the year with Julian Williams. There's been a few other guys in action. You know, obviously Guillermo, guys like Guillermo Rigondeau. Um, there are some smaller fights, but there has been cards happening. It just hasn't been any of the names that we want to see. And even right. Canelo hasn't announced his next fight yet. And we're starting to get well, a little Well, we're saying we, we, we called at the end of this month. So we got a couple more, like two solid weeks before we heard hear about it. But uh, after, if we get to March, then we'll legit start speculating. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because, I mean, he already missed his September date. Facts. I don't want to see that happen again. Nope. Neither do I. Well, all right, brother, man. Anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? Any hot takes? No, no hot takes. No hot takes. Fuck that meter made. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be right back here next week with a solid episode because we got a, such a big fight man, coming up. I can't wait. Hey, Guru, Brandon Camille, Bcamp 13 on IG. My brother, thank you so much as always for joining me, man. Salute to you, sir. As always, a pleasure to be here. Talk yes, to you sir. next week. Yes, sir. Peace out. Brah, there we go. There we go, man. That was my conversation with the guru, Brandon Camille, man. Always a lot of fun to have him on the show. And look, man, we're keeping it a buck, man. Boxing has never been better. There's a lot of fun that's been happening um, with boxing. And these fights, man, are really starting to, it's starting to pick up. As we already said, man, and I've told you guys earlier this week, UFC MMA, man, there is an MMA card from now all the way every weekend until uh, April. Boxing's really similar, man. We have a lot of fire events. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not hyperbole. It's none of that. The fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder is the biggest and most important heavyweight fight of our generation. They have cleaned everybody out. You got one guy who don't want to smoke. You have other people who have already been lopped off. These are the two best heavyweights. Look, man, Deontay Wilder doesn't get the respect that he deserves. He has 10 title defenses. 10. He's right up there with Larry Holmes and Muhammad Ali. That is all-time great status. And on the other side, we have the lineal champion in Tyson Fury, who's never tasted defeat. So we have two all-time great talents coming right at each other, and we're going to see what actually happens. We have to have a winner this time. So I can't wait to see that. And in terms of the prospects that we have coming up this weekend, man, Ryan Garcia has a legitimate opportunity to end up being one of the best talents we've seen in boxing. This young crop of guys, man, Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez, Ryan Garcia, man, Boxing is in a good place for years to come. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. I can't wait till Devin Haney heals up and gets right back into action this, this year. 
And it's going to be a lot of fun, man. But check it out. Remember, man, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Check out Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off of your first three months. Also, check them out on all social media platforms at Sage Eats Chicago. Also, don't forget to check out the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. You know I'm talking about the Fight Podcast, yo. So uh, check us out, man. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Also on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Follow your boy, the underground king, at Serge Vicente. And uh, man, I love this, man. I love continuing to bring you guys content. If you guys have not checked it out already, I am starting to do much more videos for you guys. We are dropping a video a day on our social media page at The Fight Podcast, man. So I will have my daily hot takes of the day. Check that out. We also have a TikTok page, baby. We rocking TikTok, man. You'll be able to see us on TikTok as well. Um, That's also at Serge Vicente. So keep your eyes and ears open, brother. We're going ahead. We're giving you guys the best content that we possibly can. Uh, But with that being said, enjoy the festivities and fights this weekend. I love you guys. Till next time. Deuces. Deuces.